Would you want a superpower? And if you did, what would it be? Uh, oh. Because I find the whole invisibility one a little bit weird, to be honest. I think it's flawed. No, it's not flawed. I just find it creepy. Yeah, I don't you know why that would be anyone's Being first invisible choice. would be creepy, yeah. And I'd feel like saying to fly is a bit boring. To fly is good because you wouldn't have to get the bus ever again. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, obviously, what they never address, though, is can you fly fast? Because, yeah. well, if you can fly, but just really, really slow. <laughs> <laughs> that everyone's just walking underneath you anyway. And I'd feel like, like, the human torch is problematic as well. Like, setting things alight accidentally. I do like to be warm, though. Yeah, so no, but in wouldn't... the winter, that's quite handy, that one. Like, I wouldn't want to set... Me house on fire. <laughs> Accidentally. Yeah. Oh, Jackie. Yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> Just wake up next to a burned corpse, yeah. yeah. The invisibility one, what I, what I have liked recently is the last few films about invisibility, they have been the bad guy. Yeah. Because I do think it is a weird one. The flying one. Uh, I think normally as well, a flying is, is in conjunction with other superpowers. Yeah, they, you never just, find like just flies, yeah, do you? Yeah, you'd be just like, what's your superpower? I can fly. Yeah, there's so a, there's you that. can get out of tr- so you can run away from danger. Just go very high. Yeah. <laughs> what if you can't fly? Like, what well, I mean, you can fly, which just as in you just go vertical. Because there's a big difference between I can fly and I can soar through the sky. <laughs> just go, just fly. Oh, just go up. Oh, like, here's the bad guys. Here's vertical, man. <laughs> And welcome to Watch It If You Can. My name is Liam. My name is Dave. This podcast is all about box sets we've created of our favourite films and TV shows. Some you've seen, some you won't, and others you may never want to watch. However, we can say, if you've never seen Anchorman, well I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. All we want to do is chat on about these films and TV shows we love so dearly. And maybe, just maybe... You should watch it if you can. Dave? Liam? How are you? I'm alright, I'm not too mad. We've missed a week. We've missed a week that... um, It's my fault. That damn coronavirus, it's still knocking around, isn't it? It is, yeah. So we had to um, we had to cancel last week, but we have got a good one, haven't we? We've got a very good one, um, and we've been sort of saving this one, haven't we? For I know we've got we've got one more in the box set next week, and it's obvious why it's the last one. Yeah, but I think we this one we wanted to have in to sort of create other things other box sets later down the line and made, specials and yeah. stuff like so that so made sense to add this one so therefore the leading question is Dave for watch it if you can box set 2 episode 9 what is it? it's Superman the movie we've got to add in the movie because that is the official title isn't it? ok so Superman the movie um, it's a 1978 superhero film if you've never heard of it I mean we don't know where you've been if you've never heard of it but it's based on the character from DC Comics the movie itself is directed by Richard Donner it's the origin of Superman um, so we, you know, we do start straight from the beginning you know he's a um, Kryptonian his real name is Kal-El um, Superman himself appeared in American comic books published by DC Comics going back all the way to 1938 and the main plot of the movie is that Jarrell, who's Kal-El's dad, uh, he discovers that the planet's going to be destroyed uh, when its red supergiant sun is going to explode. So to save Kal-El, he sends him on a spaceship to Earth, where because Superman has this kind of dense molecular structure, it will give him super strength and superpowers. And Kal-El himself lands in Smallville, which is in Kansas, and he's found by Jonathan Martha Kent, who basically raise him as as their yeah. own and he then grows up to work for the Daily Planet and becomes the superhero that we all know 
as Superman. Great stuff. So, why is it your choice this week, Dave? I think you touched upon it. It's, it's box set two. We wanted a superhero movie, I think. And I originally wanted to go with Batman from 1989 because that's more from my era. Yeah. It was probably the biggest superhero movie at the time when we were growing up. But we really, if you're going to do it properly, you've got to go back. And I think you've got to go back to this movie. This is the first big superhero studio-led movie. Um, There's been versions of Superman before, obviously TV versions, but this is the first big budget studio movie. You know, the tagline was, you know, you'll believe a man can fly. And I think for audiences at that time, they, they did. I don't think... I've ever actually seen this film as in and when I'm gonna say the word Tim adult loosely here, <laughs> if you know what I mean, because I have very brief recollections of a couple of scenes, but I do not remember the film at all. So in my mind, all Superman films have, have been bled into moments and bits. So actually it's probably the first time I've watched Superman. In my life properly the other night. Oh really? That yeah, sounds that... really weird because I know I must have seen it, but there was I would say ninety five percent of the film I have no recollection of. What did you used to do on a bank holiday? Because I've never saying that Superman two seemed to I don't know if this is some sort of I didn't look into this actually, but I don't think some sort of T V studio deal. This is but this is Superman ex- Superman two was definitely on more. This than is exactly Superman what 1. I was gonna mention because it's really difficult to get all the Superman one, which we'll come to in the, the yeah. bit later. Um, but yes, and because literally, as soon as you said it, and I thought about it before, I think I've definitely seen the one with Richard Pryor is two. Two, definitely seen that one multiple times. So you know that's free. That's Sorry. free. So yeah, I don't think the first one was shown that often on on film on TV, and it would be terrestrial TV back in our day as well. Like it would be four channels. Mm. Sky movie, Sky movie shows Superman two quite a bit, and then it was. I was surprised because when I was looking to find this, that Superman one wasn't just readily on the movies. Yeah. Um. But you're not a big rewatcher of movies anyway, whereas I am. Yeah. So Superman is one, and I think. With having the kids as well, you tend to introduce them to things, don't you? So they would have watched Superman at some point. You would have put them on. So, um, but no, I possibly say it's the first time I've properly watched it. As an adult, I'm say fully. I'm. I don't know because I virtually, I virtually have no recollection of any of the film. There's no. We wouldn't have seen this. I seen Superman four on the cinema because it's way that beyond, was kind way of our age. The... But we weren't. We weren't born when this came out. But like I said, I never watched. I've never watched the Superman movies since I've been like a teenager onwards. Yeah. So it would have only been as a kid, and it would have only been on TV. I've got a feeling now, for some reason, what we've just said, one never seemed to be on. It was always two, three, and four. Do, and do you think a little bit of it was that it's more to do with the character? Because maybe it comes back to Batman came out in eighty nine. Yeah. And like. As we got a little bit older, like films like Blade came out and yeah. more adult, or what felt like adult characters well, that maybe you didn't you didn't revisit Superman. I'm gonna be brutally honest. I'm not the biggest super Superman fan. No, I'm not a fan of the comics. I'm not a fan of him. I find him quite boring and quite. <sighs> Is it because he's too perfect? Yes, he's like. And I find it really strange. I'm at odds with myself here because Captain America is probably my favourite Avenger and yet the parallels between a pair of them are so striking. I find him a little bit sanctimonious. But you could say that about Captain America, but I like Captain America. So I'm sh- it's an eternal struggle I have with <laughs> myself. It's hard to make the character interesting, I think, because he's he's... He is perfect, isn't he? And I know, I know obviously there's flaws around, you know, the, the, there's ways to weaken him and stuff like yeah. that. But as a character, he's got, he, he can fly, he is super fast, he's got x-ray vision. And it's the, and the the no smoking thing and all that because he was, <laughs> and you, do you know what I mean? And he doesn't drink when he flies. But, but and... that idea that is what he's about, isn't it? He's, that is the, so the character. One of the questions I'm going to ask is, 
I feel like we will because we're already there now. Is what does Superman represent to you? What does he mean to you? To me personally, yeah. To me personally, he is the iconic superhero. He is what every kid should want to be. And I think now with movies, it's all about finding the flaw within that superhero, isn't it? You know, with like Tony Stark, you know, yeah. that has the drink problem, doesn't he? Um, I'm trying to think of some other kind of examples, but even with Batman now, it's like, yeah. you know, yeah. he's, he, it's more darker than it ever kind of was, wasn't it? And it was Adam West when we were kids. So I think for me, he's he, he's the one that kids should want to be. You shouldn't really want to be Batman. You know, I know and, what and you're I want to be Batman because yeah. you want the Batmobile, and and it's like, more realistic. Batman literally beats people up for fun. The thing is, you can't be Superman because obviously the bit everyone sort of forgets because he's so linked to America and you know Kansas. Well, he's an alien. Yeah, everyone sort of skips over the fact that he's See, an alien. This is this and, is an illegal alien. An if you illegal want to call him that as well. As well yeah, <laughs> uh, he skipped the border. He got over Trump's border. He jumped over his wall. Um, but another question I was going to have is: Does Superman mean different for us being British than he does for America? Does he has he come to represent America and a certain time period in America or a certain set of ideals? Yeah, I know I mean, we're getting a little bit deep now, but it's I've, this yeah, is stuff I've been eighty-five in April, did we say? Yeah, I yeah. think that was the big anniversary, wasn't yeah. it? So he's been around for a while. Now he he popped up right before the Second World War, which is the, obviously the rise of fascism in Europe, and I think he became famous because there was coming where he actually went. And beat up Hitler or something as well, didn't he? Am I making that up? Captain America punched Hitler. Is that Captain America? Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a version of Captain America where he punches Hitler, isn't he? Um, but I think it's interesting that in times of war, because the, the whole world was in critical situation in the late 30s you know I mean? America, America got dragged into the Second World War reluctantly in, in, in the mid early 40s but they still knew what was going on so that gives that air he, of he's tied in with the American ideal isn't he yeah. of, of this is the perfect person stuff whether that's translated around the world as much I don't know I think you're right probably here probably certainly when we were in school Superman wasn't I don't think people really had the Dressed as Superman as much as maybe Batman and but then having said that, I had recollections of running home from school and we put your hood over your head and and be like like Superman with me with me with me cloak, but it was just a hood over you with your parka. So I do remember running around saying with Superman. I think everyone wanted the powers as well, though, didn't they? I think everyone wanted to be able to fly and everyone wanted to be able to catch bullets and everyone wanted the 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 superhero side to it but whether necessarily people wanted to be him I don't know that's a different that's well, a different question isn't it yeah I just, I just find it really interesting because like I said I don't think I've really I'm going to say I've never seen a film as an adult as in the fact I've sat and watched the whole film because don't forget if I watch it as a kid probably when you're a kid you only watch 20 minutes or so and you go off and play Star Wars upstairs unless you've gone to see it yeah. so um, I don't think you really fully comprehend and take on a film until you at least eight or nine or something like that. So I don't think I've seen it. So watching it again for the first time, it's like, oh, what struck me is how quite adult it was in bits. And then there was the sort of little goofy bits in it as well. But we'll come back to that a little bit later. Um, Okay, so let's go back on track with our questions. Who's in it, Dave? And what else will we know them from? So I've gone. I've gone with the the, the four main characters. So okay. Christopher Reeve is our Superman slash Clark Kent. Um, sadly, in um, 1995, Reeve broke his neck when he was thrown from a horse um, during the question competition, and he did sadly pass away in 2004. And he was only 52. Yeah, um, it's so sad, isn't it? This was his first first real movie. Um, he did go on to star in three more Superman films. He was a voice in Frasier. He was, yeah. So just that. linking to one of our previous podcasts. He did appear in two episodes of Smallville as well. Yes. Which I thought was a nice touch. So Smallville, if you've never heard of it, is a, a, a TV show. So I tell you, that was post-accident as well, wasn't it? Cause, yeah, yeah. He yeah, plays yeah. a doctor in a wheelchair at the Yeah, at he the, played at the it. He, yeah, yeah. 
he was um, in a film that I, the one that I remember, the one or the one that stands out for me. There's a film with Burt Reynolds and Kathleen Turner uh, called Switching Channels. Oh, don't in remember. 1988, which I do, I don't remember very well, but I do remember that I liked it. But he didn't really get, obviously he died at 52. Yeah. Um, and he didn't really, you know, Superman was his first sort of major film. So you're only talking about a really small, small career, aren't you? And it absolutely catapulted him as well. Um, I picked out, I completely forgot he was in Remains of the Day. With Anthony I know, Hopkins. I've seen that, yeah. They, it's been a while since I've seen that. I love that film. Um, that, that's pretty much put... Um, Annie Hopkins and, and Emma Thompson on the map that mm. film fantastic film he plays the the the, the guy who buys the house or something like that who's, who Annie Hopkins is the, is the butler for did see a film called you know when you look them down list is that oh that looks really interesting Death Trap 1982 film directed by Sidney Lumet um, with Michael Caine that looks really cool when I don't you think go, I've seen that uh, it doesn't ring a bell if I have I, I Every week when we do podcasts, I try and find something I've never seen before. I'll, I'll get around to watching mm. that. It's, it's going on my list, but the problem is the list is just getting so big so quick, you know. <laughs> Especially um, with the episodes and so on, um, because we talk about at least four or five actors every every yeah, time as yeah. well. Uh, Marlon Brando is Jarrell, who everyone knows from The Godfather and from Apocalypse Now. He's got eight Oscar nominations and won two. He won for On the Waterfront, and he did win for The Godfather, which he declined. He did, yes. He was protesting uh, Hollywood's portrayal of uh, Native Americans in film. So he didn't accept the Oscar for The Godfather. But that is his... You've got to say that's his best performance, he's probably. He's, he's an absolute beast, easily. He is, but... I mean, if you read the comments, even Christopher Reeves' comments, he was he was so lazy. Oh, he things. was... All, no, he, he was renowned for basically... He was one of the laziest actors. In there was, there was he, a few things, apparently, I, I, like, I read that he did. One was that... When we rehearsed and he was saying, should we put the cameras on? Because it might capture something. And that was just... And then they did use that scene. That was his little trick of getting them to, like, film the scenes. And his lines. He didn't learn his lines. No, he's never... He's never been... No. No. So in the, in, the, in the scene where, like, the, the baby's in the ship, apparently the lines are on the baby's nappy. <laughs> and he's just reading the lines. And his excuse was that it's fresh if he doesn't know the lines. But Christopher, you can't just said he's just phoning it in basically but he's brilliant isn't he? he's amazing he's he's just pure charisma yeah when whenever you see him on this game apparently like he, i don't know if you've seen apocalypse now and and what's even more interesting is the documentary behind the scenes he's he's batshit crazy as well oh he's not he's, and he's, he earns so much money for this as well he did because he took a percentage as he well he took a percentage he? so he ended up with 14 million for 10 minutes of screen time yeah um, which is just crazy. And apparently they had a guy whose job it was just to get him out of the trailer. Really? Yes! <laughs> just paying someone, someone just was there Marlon's mind to of... get him out of the trailer oh, for his yeah. scenes. And I just, uh, yeah, he's he's pure Hollywood though. Did you have any films? Eh, uh, no. I, it's weird, Marlon. He's got, it really hasn't done a lot of no, films, has no, he? No, no. And, and, oh, great films anyway. Well, the... The problem is they're all like fifties and sixties ones, which like I know we had We haven't seen them. No, we should see We were we grew up seen. we were brought up on seventies movies in 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 the eighties because yeah. do you know what I mean? And then we chose to watch eighties films as we got a bit older. But I feel like sixties and fifties, which was his time don't really remember because the, the films I think we've probably seen I mean, or certainly I've seen them in it's like it's Island God, of Dr Moreau which yeah. was pretty awful with Val Kilmer and the score with Robert De Niro which yeah. just wasn't a particularly good film no, so it's like just, the recommendations The Godfather isn't it? if you've not seen The Godfather long. just yeah. go watch The Godfather yeah. uh, Margot Kidder who plays Lois Lane she also appeared in two episodes of Smallville as well yes I did know uh, she's worked on loads of TV shows. She's in a one, just hundreds of credits, but all little yeah. kind of appearances on TV shows. So I didn't really have any like recommendations. I, I did notice quite, f- and as you you don't if you don't go into all the cast, but a lot of the cast seems to appeared in Murder She Wrote and Tales from the Crypt. I noticed, <laughs> which I know um, Margot Kidder did appear in both as well. I remember her from her cameo in Maverick. 
The Mel Gibson movie. Yeah, who, which is also directed by Richard Donner. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So I think that's where that he, he quite likes, because there was a couple of cameos from his previous films in it as well. I haven't seen that for But apart time. from that, yeah, I'm a bit like, I, I don't really know Margot Kidder from much else. No, um, we'll move on then to Gene Hackman. Now, yeah. he plays Lex Luthor. We, I've only noted a couple because I think we did Gene Hackman in Crimson Tide, didn't we? Yeah. So I don't want to repeat all the ones no. we did, so... A couple of picked out, which I, I don't think we mentioned. Behind Enemy Lines with Owen Wilson. No. We didn't mention that in Crimson Tide. That's a really good film. I don't think I said The Firm with Tom Cruise. And if I didn't, I should have, because that's an amazing I film. I know you're not a big Tom Cruise fan, but that's an amazing film. Also as well, he has a cameo as the blind man in Young Frankenstein. Oh, we haven't seen that one. You haven't seen Young Frankenstein? No. Oh, Who else God. is in it? It's the, it's the Mel Books with um, Gene Wilder and um, the dad. Oh. The, the, I've forgotten the dad's name from Everyone Loves Raymond, Peter. Oh, who was in The Monsters? Yes. Oh, I think I have seen You'll it. You'll have seen Young Frankenstein yeah, at yes. some point. Yeah. He only has a little cameo, but he's amazing, isn't he? Um, I picked out a game trying to do not double over. I forgot he was in White Earp. I think he played White Apes Dad. He is in White Apes. Yeah, which is but again, it was just another excuse to mention the fact he's on he's in the Unforgiven, which yeah. is just a great film. But yeah, <laughs> I would recommend Gene Hackman in a film called Crimson Tide. <laughs> and I'd recommend a podcast about that episode as well. <laughs> oh my god, it, it's meta in or meta. <laughs> so they're the only actors I wanted to bring up. You've you've got a couple of others like honourable mentions, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I just I was just Picking through because I enjoy doing this little bit when I'm doing research. Um, the guy who played Otis, who was Lex Luthor's fumbling sidekick, and he was a sidekick, was played by a old school character actor called Ned Beatty. Um, and I was trying to go, I what do I know him from? I remember it's him. Deliverance. He, he was in Deliverance as well. Oh God, he's, it's but it was he played Ed Connor in Roseanne, which was John Goodman's dad. In Roseanne, but he was only in actually about six episodes. But if you remember in the first series, they had a friend called Crystal, and his dad ended up going with her and having pregnancy. It was all a bit right, all the thing. Um, because he had a very Dan and his dad had a very sort of difficult relationship. Mm. But he was, he did have a recurring part. I think he was in about six episodes. That's where I remember him. And he was in a film called Just Cause with Sean Connery. Flashbacks to last week's episode. <laughs> Just for the, uh, well, not last week's. I was going to say, yeah, weeks a few before. weeks, few weeks. <laughs> also, we've already mentioned him on the podcast before. Terence Stamp, very, very blink and you miss it part, but he's actually really good in a bit. He plays Zod, General Zod in it. Doesn't yeah, and in, in, we're only talking about Superman the, the movie, the first one here, aren't we? Obviously, it yeah. sets up the, the yeah, second one. But he's one. really good in it. Yeah. But. I did read that he originally offered the part to Christopher Lee to play General Zod, but at the point Christopher Lee just moved to Hollywood so he didn't have to pay taxes in Britain. And because it was filmed in Pinewood Studios, yeah. he didn't take the part because the tax man in Britain would have took all his money. <laughs> and and part of the reason part was filmed in Britain was because of Brando, wasn't it? Yes. Because he couldn't film in Italy for some reason. There was a, there's a, there's a the, whole thing with the, the last time well. he's not allowed Paris, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're going to mention Terrence Stamp, you've got to mention Young Guns. Young Guns. Yeah. Again, a previous episode of ours, yeah. isn't it? Watch Young Guns and <laughs> listen to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> after, after, before, after Crimson Tide makes a win up of it, it doesn't really matter. Um, and also the most random piece of casting is Larry Lamb who most people will know from EastEnders. And, of course, Gavin and Stacey plays a part of a reporter. I don't think he actually has a line in it, but he is in a couple of scenes where you see him floating around. He's the in the newsroom. I was like, I was like Larry Lambton. <laughs> and randomly, he's in Superman 3 as well, where he plays a minor. I'm like, That's so he got sacked from the, the newspaper and I don't mean I mentioned it but Richard Donner who went on to create the Lethal Weapon franchise yeah. and also the Goonies, Goonies. Yeah. now just randomly I don't know why no, we've spoke about this another way these your phone on Instagram and Twitter throws up things I swear to God you've just been watching or, or yeah, talking yeah. about so I was on Twitter before and one of the guys I follow put up this 
camcorder footage of so if you remember Steven Spielberg produced the Goonies didn't he yeah, and yeah. Richard Donner when he'd finished making it was like basically said been the year filming with these kids I've had enough he, he said I'm going on holiday literally the day he finished filming he packed his bags and was going to went to Hawaii <laughs> somewhere like that so for a prank Steven Spielberg hired a plane took all the kids and got them to turn up in his hotel and then filmed them with all the kids running and Richard Donner sat there and you could just see him go, ah, oh, lovely. And it's like, I was like, Steven Spielberg, you little, oh, I just thought it was That is good. It's a really good footage as well. Like, And it's quite cute to see the kids and obviously, you know, because I think it was a quite big moment. It was a big film as well, yeah. wasn't it? Well, Richard Donner, I mean, he, he wasn't, like, exactly first choice for this. There was, this went through all sorts of iterations, which we'll, we'll come to, and all sorts of people linked to it. Um, a funny story I liked about Richard Donner was with Gene Hackman. Did you see that one about the moustache? Moustache, yes. So Gene Hackman apparently didn't want to shave his moustache off. So Richard Donner said, well, look, I'll shave mine off. in like solidarity if you do it. And then... When Gene Hackman turned up with his moustache shaved off, which John just peeled his off because it was fake. I love that story. Another, another film, though. Um, obviously, Luke Weapon movies and Goonies, but he did Scrooge as well. He did. He had quite like a little Christmas movie. He had quite a good run for a couple of years. Not quite um, the standard of Rob Miner. Yeah, but, but he had some really top. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To do, to do this um, now. The more I've read about it is he pretty much filmed Superman and Superman 2 back to back. Yeah, that was the deal, yeah. So that's why, um, and I was going to ask you this as as we go along, but I don't think, have we ever seen a film where the sequel's set up at the very start of the first film? Because that whole opening with Zod, that now, that pays off then, because the sequel is all about Zod and, and the other two coming back, isn't it? I don't think there's ever been, because... It could have flopped. Yeah. It could easily have come out. Because basically, Richard Donner, he filmed Superman 1 and 2 pretty much as one. But then he got sacked. Yeah. <laughs> he got sacked from 2, didn't he? Um, and it kind of got re-edited, didn't it? Well, a lot of it was reshot from mm. what I can get. But apparently there is, he came out, he did, there's a Richard Donner cut. Uh, yeah. It's a bit like Zack Snyder all over again, isn't he? Yeah, same character again. Um, obviously, Richard Donner, you know, Passed away in 2021, and they are looking at doing another Lethal Weapon movie, which I think they did say originally they wouldn't do one without him. But I think because of that nostalgia thing of everything's coming back, isn't it? You yeah. know, with Cobra Kai and, it and, yeah. and stuff like that being a huge, I think. And then the TV series, I actually quite enjoyed it. I think. I never watched it. I watched Mar- the f- Was it Marlon Wayans? Yeah, I watched like the first two, a few couple of series. I, it was one of them I got quite took in for a series or two, and then it sort of. Like after, because there's twenty other episodes of the series, the deal becomes. But the, the the characters and the actors, it was it was quite enjoyable. It was quite a good retake on it. Um, right then, so there's who's in it. What about your favourite character? It's hard to pick anyone but the man himself. Really? Yeah. It it it's it's got to be him. It's got to be Superman. I think. I think he's a bit of an idiot. <laughs> well, let's go. And no, let's, and no yeah, way let's go into it. So, I mean, I think it's Chris. I think it's more Christopher Reeve, to be honest. I'm, I'm picking. I'm picking. Um, I'm picking I'm Christopher that, Reeve's yeah. performance. I think we we were talking about changing this question to what's your favourite performance? Yes. Because I mean, sometimes, like when Character. it comes to, when it comes to City of God, mm. it was hard to say. Oh, we love these. These psychopaths. Yeah, it was hard to say that killers. was your favourite character yeah. because you hated them really, but the performance. The perform, yeah. So, but initially, this it was meant to be an A-list actor for Superman, um, even before Donna was hired as director. And some of some of the names that have been mentioned then. So Robert Redford was offered uh, a big, large sum to do it, but he felt he was too famous. Bert Reynolds turned it down. I don't imagine Bert Reynolds playing Superman. It's it would just... have been interesting. Um, Stallone was interested. Apparently, Paul Newman was offered his choice of roles. He was offered Superman, Lex Luthor, or Joel um, for four million, but he ended up turning down all three. Some other names that were originally discussed, and I think this is even way prior to Richard Donner, the original ones, was Muhammad Ali. That would have been really interesting. Imagine that. Al Pacino. Interesting. Obviously, this would have been in the 70s. James Kahn. Yes. Um, Steve McQueen. 
Clint Eastwood. And then that's the one I saw, and I was Clint's like, Clint's really interesting. Clint, I think in the seventies as well, because he's yeah. got the build, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, Dustin Hoffman. Do you need to have them stacked up on boxes? Don't know where that came yeah. from. Um, Olympic champion uh, Bruce Jenner auditioned for the title role, and Patrick Wayne, who was the son of John Wayne, was actually cast. Who's in Young Guns? Yes. Um, he had to leave, so John Wayne unfortunately got um, stomach cancer and he dropped out. But okay. Patrick Wayne was originally That's the original cast. Yeah, that. but. You cannot imagine Superman is Christopher Reeve, Christopher Reeve oh, is absolutely. Superman, and Christopher Reeve is Clark Kent, Clark Kent is Christopher Reeve. And it, it, so, I think when you come back, when when you say about the performance, the fact it's the, he plays the two characters as well. Yeah, because when 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 they decided to cast an unknown, it was a casting director called Lynn Stylemaster who first suggested Christopher Reeve, but it was Donna and the producers said he's too young and he's too skinny. Yeah. So he trained with David Prowse. David Prowse, who, who was Darth Vader. The original Darth so Vader. So apparently there was over 200 unknown actors um, that auditioned for Superman. And other names, there's even more names, Link, because obviously it's a huge part. Arnie. Arnie wanted it. James Boland wanted it. Christopher Walken was linked. Nick Nolte, I think, is a really interesting oh. one. Nick Nolte in the 70s, because again, he's such a big guy. Big, big fella, yeah. John Voight. Chris Christopherson and Charles Bronson were also considered, and Woman Beatty was offered it and turned it down. See, I, I, th- I think for the very reason why I don't like Superman, most of them could not have pulled it off because they're all complex people. I think Christopher Reeve was a lovely guy as well, from all accounts, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, so amazing. He, and I know it's like actors act, but it's not the case with the when you're when a role transcends. Everything you become, yeah. He, There's a blur between the actor and the role, but you, you know, it's like you know, like these big roles. It, it's, you know, you're not typecast, but he will only ever be Superman, and he was Superman. Yeah, and it's not, it's not a, it's not a bad role to be typecast against. No. And it does it to be honest. It does annoy me when I, you hear actors saying like, I don't want to do, like superhero movies or whatever. Don't be typecast because. I think that's a jealousy thing from my point of view because mm. I think, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't yeah. you want... I wouldn't mind walking down the street and going, that guy was James Bond. You yeah. know, that guy was yeah. Batman. That guy was... Whatever. Because like, we're, I, I just, always we're just normal that people. <laughs> you mentioned it. Like, I got a bit of... Not annoyed, but Daniel Craig, he was always asked, never did one do Bond, and then he'll do one more Bond movie. I'm like, mate, are you what you, you you're, you're James Bond? Do you know what I mean? It's like, just do it, take the money and do and it. And it's not even the money, you're James Flippin' Bond. I know. It's like the coolest person in the world, and it was almost like he was like, but again, Flippin' Toby. It made the last couple of Bond movies, again, it's the one I've just said before, with, with the actor melt into the role a little bit. He was bringing something to me. He was, by the last Bond film, he was done with Bond and it made that performance better for it. Probably, you can, and probably, obviously, the, I don't agree with the ending, but with the ending of it, probably, well, we know he, did, he had a big say in that, didn't he? Yeah. And I think, from, I think from day one, he said he'd do it if that was the end yeah. result was, you know, he gets, spoilers, he gets killed off. But, but, so I think with, with that, I definitely think... I think Christopher Reeve... Is just perfect, and I think the the best quote, and it's a bit of a long quote, but I'll read it out from um, from Kill Bill with Quentin Tarantino. He says, "Is um, Superman didn't become Superman? Superman was born Superman. When Superman wakes up in the morning, he's Superman. His alter ego is Clark Kent. His outfit with the big red S—that's the blanket he was wrapped in as a baby when the Kents found him. Those are his clothes. What Kent wears: the glasses, the business suit—that's the costume." That's the costume Superman wears to blend with us. Clark Kent is how Superman views us. And what the characteristics of Clark Kent are, he's weak and he's unsure of himself and he's a coward. And Clark Kent is Superman's critique of the whole human race. And that's perfect, isn't it? It It is because because when when we talk about the Clark Kent and the Superman bit, the Clark Kent... Is is the alter ego, isn't it? it? It's Everyone int- talks about Superman being like, you know, the Superman is him. He's yeah, he's, Superman. He's, yeah, it's not like like um, 
Batman has to become Batman. Yeah, he's already Superman. Yeah. yeah, he puts the Clark Kent suit on to become Clark it's, Kent. It's the opposite to everyone, isn't it? It is interesting. I was reading about um, there was someone was saying he, they were on set, and there was a moment where he walked, he walked across set, and it was like all the women just went, Ooh. and then. And another moment, he's seen him walk through as Clark Kent and no one bat an eyelid because he said it wasn't just the glasses because you think, it's a terrible cost. It's a terrible... Yeah. It's How can this... Like, I'm... You know, I wear glasses. I put glasses on, take glasses off. Oh, my God, I didn't recognise you there. It's like, just a pair of glasses. But this is why Christopher Reeve is perfect, because the whole performance, he's like, he, he's clumsy. And he notices the slumped shoulders as well. He, and he, yeah, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't make he himself him, as tall yeah. as what Superman is. And I think the, the whole the whole question of, like what you just said there, you know, how do people realise it's not him? It is that thing what you just said. It's how he holds himself. And I think you can... I think you could see Christopher Reeve as Clark Kent and at that time not think, well, that's the superhero, the Superman. No, if you really immerse yourself in the film, because yeah. obviously this is pre, this is pre video phones. This is no, no, there's no real good photos of Superman. No one really knew, unless you've seen him on the street, you didn't really know what he looked like in the film. So this idea of like, oh, it's really stupid. People don't know he's Clark Kent. Well, because no one's really seen Superman properly after, you yeah. know, unless he's saved you personally. And then what's the chances of you meeting Clark Kent and stuff? So that that's why I think Superman, a little bit of comeback to James Bond, is so hard to do in the modern day. Because yeah. Superman now would just be click. Someone would take a million pictures of him and then someone would analyse it and someone and then, would find the daily... This guy works for the Daily Planet yeah, and he's yeah, yeah. six foot odd and he looks a bit like him. Whereas if, in the 70s, it's much more believable yeah. that no one knows. But ultimately, if it comes back to some of those actors we were talking about, if Arnie had played Superman and Clark Kent, we'd have went. Yeah. I'd, that I'd, doesn't work. The, the, Even some of those... The, the, and there's great actors, actors we mentioned. Actor, but Christopher Reeve. I, I think you've got... The bit that I don't like about Superman is that sanctimonious that he's, oh he's so good and virtuous and all that not many of them other actors can do that so it's it, he, he just pulls him off doesn't yeah. he so when you ask me who's my favourite character I'm still going to say it's, I still think it's Superman I still think it's Clark Kent but ultimately it's the performance of Christopher Reeve without without that the film the film yeah. probably flops doesn't it definitely you know? now I'm going to counteract Go that a little bit I've gone for character, not necessarily performance, but I think Lois is really interesting yeah. character. A, bear in mind in 78, most females in films at this point are literally just there for the gratification of men. She's not. She's actually, although there's the love story between yeah. them, she's, she grounds them and she, she actually, he breaks the rules for him as well, doesn't he? So he, he, he that that bit we were saying out of the Clark Kent and and Lois Lane, she's the brave one. Yes, isn't she? You know, the, well, the, when you get mugged in the street corner, yeah, yeah, she's the one that stands up to the mother, yeah. isn't she? And even if you think in the in the in the jumping a little bit ahead to the second one when the um, the bad guys lose the powers and she punches the girl, and so I think that I think where the modern films have gone wrong is they've forgotten what's so good about the Lois Lane from the seventies version. She was, you know. To be a reporter in that time, she was, she asked questions. She was inquisitive. She was feisty. You know what I mean. She wasn't. She wasn't particularly glamorous, good-looking actress as well. So the, do you know what I mean? It was downplayed a little bit. It was a little bit middle girl next door. I just think it's a really interesting role, and I think I don't think you you don't have Superman unless you've got Lois. No, no. It, 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 and he, needs, and he sort of made that in a film because he never appeared as Superman until after he'd met Lois. Lois had and we don't. That's the bit I was unsure about because it's quite long in the film. You you forget, I think that because obviously, it, and this is what's like. Like I said, I've been. I'm going to say again, and I don't think I've seen a film fully since. So, it's it's almost like three different films. There's there's the bit. On Krypton or whatever, which is you open and say, which is the context of where it is. Then there's the bit in Kansas. Now, I like the little bit where when he was a teenager, he got a bit jealous and then was, 
and his dad sort of pulled him up and went, what are you doing? You know, you got to yeah, be careful. Yeah. And I was like, ah, that... He races ahead and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was like, that's the little... I wanted to see a little bit more <laughs> of that, you know. But again, this, I think that a lot of that comes down to... He, he can't show his powers, can he? Because, no. you know, this comes from his parents of, of wanting to just protect him, don't they? And it's, it, you're right, you're right. Lois is, you know, you have, obviously have Lana Lang um, from the, the earlier ones, don't you? Um, mm. the, the earlier scenes and stuff, but Lois is... is the, the synonymous together, the, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's Superman and Lois. They are so important together. Okay, then. So, moving on to next question, which we always ask at this point, is what about favourite scene? The, the whole opening with the, the Krypton scenes, because apparently this was, the, this was the most expensive film ever made at that point. Well, and I think it is on the screen. I think you can yes. tell that the opening 10, 15 minutes. Well, apparently... The, the cost of the end credits was like the average price of a film in them days. <laughs> Just the bit where you did the credits, it was like, which blew it my says mind. says it all, doesn't yeah. it? Um, so that, that is great. I do like the scene in the alley that we just mentioned because that's yeah. the first sort of time we, 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 we see the older Clark Kent actually use his sort of powers, isn't it, when he catches the bullet? Yeah. That's great. I put, I'm, 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 I'm t- I am torn, to be honest. I do think the first time he rips his shirt off and saves Lois in the helicopter. Probably that probably is my favourite scene because it's just the build up to it, isn't it? You know, like sort of Lois is in trouble. Clark just comes walking out, and everyone's already there and screaming, and and the mu- it's the music that once the music kicks in and stuff, isn't it? And it, it gets going. So that's probably, I think it's. It's a perfect action scene, I think. It's an introduction it's, to the, the character. The helicopter scene is still it still stands up today. Yeah, as and it's well. you know, it's very practical effects and stuff, yeah, isn't it, yeah. as well? So. so that sort of leads straight into the my I really enjoyed the, the Dan Boston bit where he saves the dam when he pushes it off down. Yeah. Only because and I could spot it in my life, it's models mm. and we're at that time, late seventies, when models were still the the tech technique to make these model sets were amazing you know you yeah. have to look at star wars it's yeah, the, the same ships year, and everything yeah and but i just did i really enjoyed that bit where you saw the water coming down and he was saving the water and and the bit where he, he, he flies into the the, the the san andreas fulton and pushes it back up as well uh, and the 97 it's still it doesn't look yeah. bad i think practical effects will always yes look better even 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 when you watch some of the older the older things and you can tell it's practical. It still feels more yeah. like real, doesn't it? Yeah. Even though you know it's a model or something, I think you just appreciate the fact that that's something that they, they've made. It's like if you look at like Grogu in Mandalorian, I would much prefer that than the, that could have easily been a CGI character. But it's not everyone loves it because it's something you can you can we, go and we pick appreciate up you see the limitations of having a puppet because we know it's it's puppet. Sorry guys, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. I know what you're saying. There's something it's more tangible in it. Yeah, it's there, and the, and the actors are interacting with it, and, yeah. and blah blah. Yeah, you know no. they're not looking at a tennis ball. Yeah, you know he's yeah. there. It's normally Sean Gunn, isn't it? Would yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. So there's your favorite character. What about music? Need I say anything about this? Oh, one? so the score of Superman is composed, composed and conducted by John Williams, performed by the London Symphony Orchestra. If you don't know John Williams. You will, because he did Jaws, he did Star Wars, he does the Indiana Jones movies. I just think it's the the best piece of music is the main theme. You you only need to hear... Da, the, da, 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 and everyone knows. Da, da, you know what da. it is, don't you? You know that's Superman. It's the same with like the Indiana Jones theme and Jaws. As soon as you hear those little bars of music. Yeah. Um, I think he's 90. I think he's 90 this yeah, year, he's, is he? Yeah. He's, 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 he's just done the last Indiana Jones movie. He did say... He, I think he said he retired, but he will come back if Spielberg asked him. Yeah. The, the music for this is just perfect. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's just... John Williams is... Oh, I think... is he the, I think he's got to be the greatest film composer ever. It's him and Hans Zimmer are the two that really, really stand out for me anyway. But John Williams is just... just, just Oh, because you're talking about decades worth yeah, and iconic, yeah. iconic stuff, isn't it? Right. Okay, then. So, what about which part of the movie would you change? Is there anything you don't like about it? I think 
I don't think a lot of the stuff with Lex Luthor and the underground lair quite works. I don't think it's sort of in keeping with the rest of the film. I wasn't, I'm not a big fan of the, what was the sidekick, sorry. Otis. Otis. It's a comedy four thing and I, it feels a little bit forced by the studio to have something mm. a little bit light-hearted. So I'd maybe, I would have made Lex maybe a bit more, Less comical. Yeah, um, literally, I put down the two bits where they sneak into the missiles. I think it's so, yeah. so ridiculous. But then I do really love the prison escape scene in Superman 2. <laughs> so it sort of redeems it a bit. But a very, it's very, it's a very comical it, it relationship. Does it, it's a very dastardly muttly type yeah, thing yeah, for but me. The bit, why I particularly mentioned the sneaking into missiles because it just, it pissed me off a little bit. Because <laughs> this is the army with a missile. And all he did was hide in a bush. And Otis snuck behind him <laughs> and climbed into a missile and set the course to it. And then not only that, because he did it wrong, he went back the next day and did it again. I'm like... Yeah, the the, the comical elements are obviously there because it's a family film, so they're totally... Maybe I'm just being a grumpy old man. No, but it, I... You do, I'm, well, grumpy old men then. I'm, and, you know, I'm watching it with basically fresh eyes. I thought it didn't... It wasn't needed. Yeah. I thought it was... Do you want me, do you want me over one? Go on. Because it's the controversial one. Oh. It's the circle in the world and reversing Earth's rotation to save Lois. And there's like there's loads of arguments online as to whether does he just run does he go run does he fly back that fast that he goes back in time the way kind of the flash can do it. But it's not he does reverse the earth. You physically see the earth is reversing and it puts everything back. And it's just like it's just so... St- <laughs> I'm not saying the I, movie should be scientific. It's a movie about an alien who can fly, you know, who's got superpowers. But it's just that one scene where you just think, it, who, it, who come up with that idea? It wouldn't of, like, time. All that it makes happen, no sense. All that would happen would be like, people would go, instead of going dark and night, it would be going light and vice versa. It, yet it doesn't... It, I, mean, I thought it was... It pretty, just doesn't make sense. It and, never has. I think that's... To be honest, I don't think I'm the only one. And then also, one. I was watching it going, well, okay, so we reverse the time to stop here getting crushed in, in the fold. But the dam was still going to go. But he didn't go back and stop the dam. He could have went further if you... <laughs> so it's a... And yet I thought it was really poor right now. I, I, it, it it seems a little bit lazy. It seems almost like, well, it, what, are we, what are we doing? Like, well, what, it, what if he just flies around the world? <laughs> I felt like he could have just About the saved time. Lois and actually she, she wasn't dead. He just saw her. He just got it. Would have worked exactly the same. The scene when he finds her dead, he's, he, like Christopher Reeve is amazing in that scene, mm. isn't he? And I think the whole... I think it's like we've. I think it's like someone wrote like a really good scene of you know Lois is dead and Superman finds her and he has this big breakdown and they think that's a really great idea and then someone goes well how do you bring her back? Just science and stuff, you know. Just but, uh, yeah, <laughs> you no, just well, do this. You I know? I thought there was a few. I think as a kid I probably loved it. I probably went that's amazing. Superman's flying around the world and super how fast he is and that's brilliant. But I think watching it as an adult now you go, oh, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. But I'd still say the bit about the missiles. <laughs> pissed me off because it just annoyed me. I think it's the 70s was a different time where you could just walk onto a missile base. It was no problem. <laughs> Tell you what you had about. It was the fact he just hid in a bush and stopped That was the whole them. evil dastardly plan. No, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, thank you very much. Okay, so we're going to go to the section where it's new for box set two. It's the mystery box. Oh, yeah. So I've prepared a few questions for Dave. So when I'm hosting and vice versa, when Dave's hosting. So Dave, there's a couple of questions over there. Pop your hand in. I'm gonna go with not that one, this one. Right. I'll tell you what, I won't look. I'll hand it to you. You can read it out. Right, okay. Okay. Uh, I remember writing this one now as well. How would you introduce the lead character of your choice into Doctor Who? <laughs> oh, would I bring Superman into Doctor Who? That's weird. Well, you. So, now this is I purposely put this one in because I know you're a Doctor Who fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big Doctor Who fan, so, so it the whole, been, the if you you just asked me this question, I'm like, oh, I don't care. So the episode would all be about Doctor Who lands on Krypton, 
at the time it's going to blow up. And the whole thing with Doctor is he can't really interfere and stuff and things are set. So I think he's there, but I think Doctor Who helps uh, Jarrell build the ship. Or does he take take baby Superman? Yeah, maybe he was never in the ship. Yeah. Um, and he takes him, yeah. I think that would be the episode. I think he's there. He can't interfere. He can't stop Krypton exploding. And something happens with the ship and he can't send them. So Doctor Who says, I'll I'll take him in the TARDIS. You send the ship as the distraction because obviously, you know, they want to... Yeah, maybe that, that, would work. That, that would work, I think. So it wouldn't be the oldest... It wouldn't be Superman as he meeting Superman now. Yeah, it yeah. It would be, yeah, Doctor Who's on Krypton. See, because I don't watch Doctor Who... I knew when I wrote this question, I thought, I don't really know what to do on this one. I wouldn't really... I'm going to sound really uneducated and Doctor Whoian. I'll correct you. Go on. <laughs> I would like it to be Superman is a baddie. Because I know that's the bit I remember. Which film is it where he, where he, goes, where he goes rogue? That's Superman 3. That's, that's, that's funny enough. That's the one bit I always think about. That's the, the bit, fight. and I'd, so I would have. I would go back to that. I would have basically Doctor Who and Superman have to square off at some point, and then he realised that actually, you know, they both they could both need each other to to accomplish whatever they both want to do. Mm-hmm. But I love the idea of of Superman going rogue, and being the bad guy. Yeah. I really like. I know, obviously, in the later ones as well, he did. He, he went into that story. Yeah. Then, uh, but that when I think of Superman, the original films as a kid, that's that's the bit I remember, and that says more about me. What I've just said, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And they're all blending into yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, and also the bit I remember is when Superman goes bad because <laughs> like, doesn't he go? Isn't he drunk or something? Because he's flying. He's, the, he starts to get like a bit. Yeah. So. The, when he's the bad Superman, he's in the barn, he's flicking the peas that's and smashing, right, smashing yeah, all the bottles, yeah. yeah. And then the, he, he ends up, he rips into two and fights, like I, the, the, the Clark, well, he's, he's just the Clark Kent, but a good version. You see, that's, that's like the Superman yard. I liked. I was like, oh. The darker version. Yeah, yeah. He's, got, he's got beef. I'm like, that's more <laughs> Okay, then. What about impact of Superman? So, it only had a 55 million budget, but that was, at the time... Ridiculous amount. Ouch. It went on to make 300, 300.5 million. The impression really is probably the impression it's having even to this day, which is Kevin Feige is quoted as saying when they're making a new Marvel movie that's going to be an origin story, this is the template. Superman the movie is the film that they sit down and watch again. And this is where they, they, they pull from basically. It's... And you can see that when you watch See, it's, the Marvel films. It's strange. I was thinking about this last night after I watched it. It's an origin movie that sort of skips the actual origin of Superman because, like, it's what you were saying. Well, he's always Superman. We get the backstory of how he came to Earth. We got the whole bit as a child. Yeah, and then he just turned up as Superman in in. In the in in the day itself, we don't actually see him take to the. No, do you know what I mean? We. You mean there's a gap of kind of that yeah. that like that Batman moment of yeah, that first yeah, time of like yeah, going yeah. out, putting on the suit, and and, we, and we, doing it. We missed. We just skipped the origin of the origin. If that makes sense, mm. but it's still a fascinating way of telling the story because it is almost like there's three there's three distinct parts of the film, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? There's there's, there's the Krypton bit is the the Kansas bit where he's a kid, yeah. which I really loved, by the way, um, and then the bit from the seventies and which is the, the, the modern day bit, um, yeah, no, it's it's I, I know what you're saying, but although it's an origin film, it does skip over the bit of like him moving to to, to work for the yeah, and actually, and... what what point does he decide to become a superhero? And you know, like, it, it only seems to be once he's met Lewis that he then decides to go out and and, yeah. and, and arrest bad people and and do stuff. Did he not do that before? Was that, that, I suppose that was the argument with Smallville. Did you ever watch Smallville? Not really. So Smallville no. ran for ten, I think it was ten seasons. It was yeah, it was, and you never seen him in the suit. 
So the very last episode is him flying away and he is in the suit. But you, I think you only sort of see the boots. So it's 10 seasons of building up to him becoming Superman, Superman. and then you never actually got to see Tom Welland be because which is a bit like in the film he leaves kansas as it as it after the the death of his father was you know the the guy who brought him up and he he heads off to is it like the north pole or whatever yeah and then where is fortress solitude fortress of solitude which effects wise for the time still looks actually yeah yeah um still looks very good and then he was superman there you saw him because that's it's what you said he was always there isn't a costume that's him yeah and don't don't forget though there's the whole thing of when he's when he's arriving as a baby he's getting all that information fed into him isn't yeah and when he's when he's um at the fortress solitude he has all the um what they call the little ice things that give him all the information. So we sort of, we understand he's learning, isn't he? And he's learning all the time what, what it means to be like the better man, basically. But I know what you mean. There's a, there's the, you're filling in the gaps yourself, yeah. aren't you, with that, with that and information? I, 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 I don't dislike it. Do you know what I mean? But it was like, although it's an origin movie, it's an origin without a bit of an origin bit yeah. missing. It's what's so good about the new Spider-Man movies. We don't yes, need to see yeah, Peter Parker yeah, getting yeah. bit again. We don't need to see that first time he does it. it, it just and, dive straight in. We know the character's inside out. This is an 85-year-old character. We this know. is my bit of thing with Batman, with Warner Bros. I think they've, they've flogged Batman to death a little bit lately. And I'm like, don't get me wrong, Chris Nolan trilogy is unbelievable. It's it's amazing yeah. feat of, of 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 filmmaking, but it didn't seem that long before we had the previous ones, and then he reintroduced them as Ben Affleck in in, in the DCU ones, and it was just like, oh come on, like do you know what I mean? Give us a break, give us a, a breather, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, um, and it'll be really interesting to see where James Gunn goes with Superman. I am that I feel like he will add that little bit of. Yeah, I'm, I'm. So, which is the, there's a, there's a comic line, is a comic line of Superman that he's. So Superman Legacy is the yeah. is the one that that he's meant to be doing. Um, I think he's confirmed like Crypto the Superdog's gonna be in it and stuff like that. I really don't know what he's gonna do because, like you say, he's such a pet. He's he's almost too perfect. So, you know, someone who's like invincible and vulnerable and how that. What you do with someone who, who's like that, really? Because this know. is the problem, not a problem, this is what I love, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy works because of James Gunn, not because of MCU, if that makes sense. The, the fact doing that his own thing. We, it, it added the fact that them characters fed into the larger story, but Guardians of the Galaxy works because it's James Gunn, if that and makes the, sense. Yeah, the standalone, though, those three movies, really, you could probably watch, couldn't you? They are, the, the, you could watch them and follow them all through, yeah. three fight quite through I think um, I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what he's going to do to be honest I think it's um, he, he, he's he's being brave I think taking on Superman first mm. I think if you're getting the DCU job you could start off with a few mediocre not mediocre I want to say mediocre characters but lesser known characters but to dive straight in and go right the first one I'm not only going to write it I'm going to direct it and it's going to be Superman you're, you're brave. You're yeah. brave because if you get this wrong, that's it. Yeah. I think. I think. In a weird way, he's like, "I'm going to have to address the elephants in the rooms. So let's just do it." Yeah, possibly. And you know, he's you know, by all accounts, you know, huge Superman fan. Um, I just, I just, I just, I, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have went first because, like I say, if 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 it doesn't work. You know, we signed on. You know, for the, we we know the kind of the rotor for the next. I think it's like five to ten years or whatever it is. Definitely the next few years of DC movies. And if this if this flops, that's it. Do, like, the the audience it, just won't take it. I mean, a lot of audience have already. They're saying they won't come out because of the whole Henry Cavill thing. That's rubbish. Yeah, it's yeah, absolute yeah. rubbish. The people who come out and said um, when Chris Pratt got Super Mario voice. Shouldn't be suit him. Um, it's now made like five hundred million. It's like yeah. the biggest 
film of the year. Oh, there's the, other examples there's, where there's, there's only there's only like a group of these men who sit on their keyboards and on Twitter. But they will and, go see it. That's yeah, my yeah, point, though. Will, the people yeah. that say they won't go see it because it's not Emmy Cavill will still go see it. Yeah. But what it'll be is it'll be under don't, a lot don't, more. Don't scrutiny. go wearing glasses with the side part on the other side of the. <laughs> Did you know? Ever notice the yeah, Clark yeah. and yeah, it's they, a different side, isn't it? Which Clark and like, Superman's different. Which side. is like, which is annoying because you know how long it is to, to make sure you're here to go to one side. Yeah, all right. You know. The... <laughs> <laughs> but I was like that's how we must be a Superman because he can make his part go either way uh-huh. instantly but I don't know right then so where can we watch Superman so nowhere for free yeah it's it was, on we mentioned this yeah. yeah it's on YouTube it's on Sky, can Sky Store it's on Google Play it's on anywhere that you'd normally pay to get your I your went movies. with the Apple one because it was the the HD version was only £3.50 to rent it for the 48 hours right uh, and it was looked lovely, by the way. Really did, and that's the bit I do remember. That's the bit I did enjoy seeing it. Really well made, because yeah. obviously we watched it with crappy, great, big, massive wooden TVs. Fixing our fixing our tracking on our VHS, oh, God, probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was quite nice to see that. Okay, then. So, if you like Superman, what else will you like? I'm gonna kick this off. I've gone through a little bit of a theme for mine, David. I picked out. In homage to basically Superman making Christopher Reed, I picked out sort of unknown actors who have been put in big roles or unknown actors have sort of shone through in, yeah. in character. Going to go with a couple of Christophers to begin with. Okay. Uh, Christopher Mintz in Superbad, because he was completely unknown when he cast him in Superbad. He was, yeah. He was sort of steals the uh, steals it. Um Unknown to Western audiences, but Christopher Waltz in Inglorious Bastards, like great casting by, yeah. by Quentin. And he wasn't young at the time when he did that, was no, he? But no. say, not known. A little bit similar for the Coen brothers to cast Xavier Bardem in No Country for Old Men, mm. and yet you do not forget his character. <laughs> I think it's really. Um, and a big one, um, Danny Boyle for casting Dev Patel in Slumdog Millionaire. Really. Yeah. He was. Brilliant. He, I think he'd only done skins on British TV mm. before that, and he was like basically, and he just he he and very similar. He's gone on to have that career, which is absolutely fantastic. A little bit similar to uh, Christopher Mintz and uh, Ken Young in The Hangover. He was like, babe, still practicing doctor at that yeah. point, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. So we brought him in, but you do not forget Chow. No, I'm forgetting. Or Community, which again you can you can watch and listen to our podcast about community as well and then being cast in big role tom holland the spider-man to carry yeah. that weight well when you say christopher's i was expecting you to say chris hemsworth and well chris i was Pratt gonna chris pratt i was gonna go That's with I was the, because I was, of the, the, the i was saving theme. that because well actually i've got like tom holland as spider-man okay. because he was big big boots to fill yeah and um, to, to come in because again tom holland complete unknown at the time wasn't he he's only, he's only been in um was it called The Impossible? Did you ever see that? It was a really good film with um, Ewan McGregor. No. It 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 was about like a um, a, a tsunami. It's based on a true story. Oh, he, the one in over in Thailand or yeah. something. Yeah. He was in that. I mean, he was literally a kid. I think okay. he was only about nine, ten years old. But like I say, it was it wasn't like a huge film. Mm. But he is great in that though. Um. Also, and I think these these are both big franchises. The Harry Potter the kids. They they would come like obviously they, were, they can only you do never gonna cast kids who are known but I think it was really brave for them to pick and of all so you can't forget the original Star Wars domain yeah. um Carrie Harrison and Mark to go with them I did think of the three Chris's but Chris Pratt was well known in Parks and Rec. To Parks and Rec fans, yeah. but it was, <laughs> but a, it was on it was a, a national team, and again, I don't, I was over an arm with the Chris's, we could have <laughs> put them in there, but I just thought I'd go, I just wanted to pick a few films yeah. that I really like, but with actors who were a little bit unknown. And I, we do love when an unknown actor is given a part, yeah, and then make it, and then that makes their career. The one on the list I would say to go back is Dev Patel and Slumbug Millionaire. Very similar to Christopher Reeve's scenario where it made them. Yeah. Perfect. So what about yourself? I've gone with some superhero recommendations. We're talking about Superman the movie, so you can't not mention Superman 2. 
Superman 3 is not... Is, is very memorable because of that scene yeah. you were talking yeah. about. Um, Superman 4 is instantly forgettable. I, I do remember, I did go, that is the only Superman film I've seen on the cinema though. Because Superman 4 came out when I was maybe about 10, I think, maybe. Um, but definitely went to see Superman 4. I'll tell you, I went to see it in the old canon by Lime Street. Oh, yes. Remember the old cinema on the corner? I was remember going... Canon? Yeah, yeah, it was. I went um, to see it there. It was an ABC at one point as well. Mm. I remember going to see Labyrinth. In that, in there. Uh, and I also remember going to see the Care Bears. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, but... It couldn't have been two completely <laughs> different movies, could they? I do remember going to see Care Bears there, yeah. So Superman 2, definitely Invincible, which is on Amazon the minute. Yes. Uh, obviously, it's an animated series, but I just think as a superhero origin story, it's oh, unbelievable. Obviously, Iron Man. Got to go with the original, yeah. the first Iron Man. The first Black Panther movie, I think, is is brilliant. Batman Begins, we mentioned the Nolan trilogy. Christopher Mintz finally pops up, Kick-Ass. Again, another, another uh, origin film. And then just purely because it's, it's got superheroes in it and it's absolutely nuts, the boys. Um, which is currently on uh, Amazon. But then the other category I've gone with is movies or TV shows where the character has to live a double life. Yeah, it was quite when you said this before, it's like, ooh. So I've gone with Michael C. Hall as Dexter, because obviously Dexter is the blood splatter yes, analyst and also a serial killer. The Americans, have you watched that with Matthew, uh, Matthew Reese and Kerry Russell, where they're Russian... Um, Russian spies never seen I know which one it is yeah again middle of double life Brian Cranston Breaking Bad oh yes you know Heisenberg is, is the really? ult- Heisenberg's yeah. the alter ego isn't it yeah, yeah. Um, I noticed as well Brian Cranston was in season 7 episode 2 the Governor Dunstan of 30 Rock excellent yeah so you should watch 30 Rock as well just purely for Brian Cranston Banshee if you watch that with Good. Anthony Starr who's in the boys as Homelander. No, he basically he kills a he kills a sheriff and he ends up pretending to be the sheriff in the, in the in this like sort of southern town. Oh, that sounds really familiar, actually. Yeah, it's really good. It's re- it's brutal and it's violent, but it's it, it the whole thing about Alter Ego is that he's he's he's, okay. he's someone he isn't really. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's a criminal playing the the the, the sheriff, and obviously Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not mention living a double life without mentioning Hannah Montana? <laughs> On that note, Dave, that was Superman, and watch it if you can. This was a Watch It If You Can production, executive produced by Kenny, our Val's lad, on Wake Experience. Don't forget to follow, rate and share from wherever you get your podcasts.